everybody. I'm Sean. I'm Dame. I'm Brian. And this is Cue the Movie. We're a group of best friends review movies and talk about random things. We talk about films in four different categories, uh, first of which being new releases, Oscar-worthy films, dumpster-worthy films, and then something like a viewer's choice or dealer's choice where we just pick something random. All right. Hope you enjoy. Cue Cue the the movie. movie. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Hey. We we are going to talk about uh, the very dark, very very villainous industry that is the truffle market. The truffle market, complete with underground hobo fights, um, <laughs> miscellaneous hobo beards, nomads, and animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some bacon, some pigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for uh, for this week's dealer's choice. Um, my my friends finally agreed to watch this movie Pig with me, so we could uh, see if Nicolas Cage is finally coming back to some semblance of good acting, or if he's still doing crazy ass shit. But regardless, Damon Dietz, All right. tell us a little bit about this film. Yes. Yeah, so today we are reviewing uh, the 2021 film Pig, uh, starring Nicolas Cage. It is an hour and 32 minutes long. It has a 97% tomato meter reading or uh, rating and 84% audience score. So, you know, pretty highly regarded from critics and uh, regular viewers alike. All right. I am D. Brian. All right, I got you. Bacon, pig. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Organian wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. Okay. So, let's go around and say whether or not um, we agreed with that synopsis and kind of give our our general take of the film. So, I'll I'll start. I, I think, yes, those things happen as was described in the words that you just said. <laughs> um, I, I think this movie had a lot of, at least for me, behind the lines type uh, type of meaning. Like you really had to like parse out like what the movie was really driving at. And to me, I kind of got um, kind of like who you are and like following your heart or which, what it is you really want to do with your life. <clears throat> and I'll, I'll stop there. Let, let's see see what you guys had to say, Mister Mister Tracy, Mister Tracy. <laughs> yes. With the film, personally, I think it's all about, um, in a weird way, grief. I think grief was like a huge, uh, like basically symbolism in the whole film. How um, the protagonist, Nick Cage character, dealt with grief, and really at the end, how um, basically I'll say the powers that be dealt with grief they all had their different methods of dealing with it and it kind of came full circle towards the end so for me personally it was just um tell about grief okay yeah yeah sir brian uh i agree with the imdb general synopsis but like you all said i think i'm gonna go piggyback off kevin another underlying theme is is the grief of why he's actually searching like why he's trying to get this pig back and we see how how um, the other characters are dealing with things that happen in their lives, and um, 
Yeah, I think grief is a, a major theme of the film and how to deal with it and how each person deals with it differently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Um, more of the same. Uh, I think, you know, ultimately this is a film about grief and how it's handled. And it's, it's very covertly talked about. Uh, there's a few scenes that, uh, you know, indicate a loss. Um, you know, the very first scene that we see Nicolas Cage put the the cassette tape in the player and it's a woman's voice. He kind of shuts it off after a while. So that kind of indicates loss. And there, it's, you know, some things that are a little more overt, a few conversations from a few other characters. But yeah, I agree with, with Kevin and Brian on, on the grief scene. Um, the, the synopsis, I think the synopsis does itself a disservice or does this film a disservice. And I'll explain what I mean by that a little bit later. Okay. All right. Um, So, yeah, let's roll into initial connections for this one. Um, So, I had first saw, like, uh, I I think I was scrolling through Hulu and I saw that there was, um, you know, one of the billboards when they had, like, you know, some of the movies that they had on there. And I saw this face of Nicolas Cage as kind of like a nomad. And it was just called Pig. And I was like, that's a interesting title <laughs> um i remember seeing a trailer for it and like it was you know a truffle farmer with a truffle pig his pig gets taken from him and then like the way that they cut it it um i, I wasn't quite sure what i was going to be in for but i did see the rotten tomato score was um was high so i was like you know what generous. i i want to see it I, I, I want to see it. Um, what, what about you all? Did you guys have any initial connections? I'll go first. Um, I kind of had no connections at first when uh, I found out that this was a movie we was going to do. I never even heard of it. And then, um, you know, I did a quick Googling, spoiler-free Googling, obviously, and saw the Rotten Tomatoes score like 94% for a Nicolas Cage film? What's going on here? <laughs> what, in the 2020s? But, um, so I figured, okay, I'll, you know, I'll give it a shot. And, I mean, I gotta be honest, I wasn't the most enthused to watch this film in the beginning. Like, I kind of had to really will myself to push play. And, um, I'm, just, I'm glad I did. <laughs> it's always those movies where you don't think you enjoy, they end up being, like, just memorable beyond belief. So, no initial connections, but, man, I am so glad, you know, I dug deep and, like, force myself to watch the film because this is this was great okay Brian what about you um the only initial connection I had to this film was that Sean has been trying to get us to watch this movie for like <laughs> six months mm-hmm. anytime it comes around pig and watch pig I watch pig I'm like no I'm not going to watch a Nicolas Cage movie he's he's throwing so much mud at himself I don't want to see it but I will give away. I was pleasantly surprised. I am okay that we watched this film now. Fair enough. So, Sean is my initial connection. Yeah. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Very, very similar, Brian. Um, this, my connection to this film probably dates back to pre... Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I won't say pre-COVID times. Slightly very slightly post-COVID times with 
Sean wanting me to watch Color Out of Space, another Nick Cage <laughs> film. I think it was like June of 2020 when I watched that, or June or July. I just moved into a new loft in downtown Portland, Maine. I was like, you know what? Let me let me pick a movie. And I was like, you know what? Sean's been wanting me to watch this this film. It looks kind of interesting. I'll watch it. And when I tell you I fucking hated that movie, and it was the most ridiculous <laughs> piece of shit I've seen in a long time. It wasn't that bad. It was terrible. And so when you kept suggesting Pig, I, I mean, I'm... I'm pushing back on it like I'm an offensive lineman, man. I'm like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Um, however, you know, finally, you know, you broke us down, and uh, we'll 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 see, we'll see what what, what I thought. I, I, <laughs> I <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about some. I guess some themes that uh, that came up in this film, um, like for one, I feel like there were several, and to your point, um, Kevin, like I was initially, I had reservations at the opening of this film because, like, like I said, I wanted to see it. I had been pushing um, the team to watch this, but like when it first started, like it seemed like. I come from so many action movies because you know we're, we're we're flooded with all the John Wicks, with all the all the Marvel MCU's and all that stuff. And, like this one was yep. like a very different change of pace from that. Um, and also, it seemed like there were so many jumping off points where I thought this movie was going to turn into like John Wick Four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "What's going to happen here?" What's, what's no up? lie? About fifteen minutes in, I was like. I want to say a strong nope. Yeah. Turn this shit off. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't even know what the truffle was. I had to look it up. Like what? The, I, hadn't, I, I didn't. I like. I read the IMDb, uh-huh. but I didn't really like think about it. I thought they were like looking for drugs. I'm like, what kind of drug grows in like or yes, <laughs> the wilderness. Yes. I looked it up. I, like, I had to Google truffle. I was like, I didn't know. I thought a truffle was something like sweet. It's a fucking That's a mushroom. mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And then I, this is like, I had this revelation like almost three-fourths way through the movie. Like, so wait a minute. These niggas are going this hard over some mushrooms. <laughs> yes. There's a whole so, like, underground, well, underground truffles, mushroom. Truffles are business. expensive as fuck, though. Truffles yes, are very expensive. I, yes. And I, get, I, get I will that. say, living in the Pacific Northwest, there's there used to be a mushroom farm like 10 miles away from where I live currently. And it shut down last year. And it fucking disrupted the economy over here. Like, yeah. So I in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. 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 I, I like, didn't know it was big business yeah. like that. I had to look it up. I was like, whoa. Yeah. First of all, I just knew it was the amount of of angst and, and beat downs and don't fuck with this guy. I just knew it was drugs. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah. And then to beg the question, all this for a fucking pig? <laughs> well, well, and, and so, like, you bring up a good point. And I point, gave the game I, I up early that, when they first show it, when he first goes get the truffle. I was like, wait a minute. I noticed something early in that scene that even made me question the whole movie more. Mm-hmm. Like, over a fucking pig. But that goes back to the major things we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the grief piece. And, and that's... I, I, go ahead, Sean. 
But I was going to say, you, you bring up a good point just in terms of like relativity. Like, yes, we think drugs. We think of like the market for like cocaine and all that. But like to put it in perspective, like tea, like like tea that you drink, like per ounce is like more expensive than cocaine is like um, sa- saffron, that spice that makes shit yellow. That doesn't really taste that good. Very expensive. Like it's super expensive, like per no, like no, per no. weight. It's yeah. like crazy expensive. And yeah. So like so I, I knew that truffles were expensive. And get into saffron. And saffron. You're telling so me a saffron for like <laughs> half an ounce is like twenty two dollars. That shit's just crazy. kidding. I don't sell drugs. I work yeah. a regular job. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like I I knew truffles were were some form of mushroom, and I also knew that they were like an exotic. Like uh, mm-hmm. like a delicacy that um, only like the highfalutin restaurants and stuff would like upcharge you like very high prices for like we're gonna bathe this in some truffle oil or like yeah sprinkle some truffle dust or something and it's like yeah, basically man. the same thing as unicorn penises or something <laughs> but um, <laughs> unicorn penises yeah you you eating unicorn penises out there Sean I know you a high roller. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but <laughs> when you get those unicorn penises what? on the black market how much they going for these days Sean. <laughs> Like the, str- the other <laughs> like the strongest thing that I got out of this movie and like the opening was like the underground market for these truffles. I was like, this shit is insane because they're treating it like a fucking cartel. Oh yeah. All right. So this yes. is the comment that I made earlier <laughs> about the the IMDb doing this film a disservice because it in the IMDb it specifically mentions a truffle hunter, right? So I walked into this film not not knowing the IMDb. So when the guy Sorry. comes up in the fucking bright yellow Camaro, this all this shit looks like a drug deal to me. So I'm thinking this is drug related. I'm like, okay. And then knowing that all I knew about this film was there's a guy who gets his fucking pig stolen. So mentally, the connection I have is a John Wick-esque revenge tale. I'm like, all right, here we go. Another fucking rip off of John Wick with n- this fucking wash up Nicolas Cage, and, and and instead of a dog getting killed, it's gonna be his pig getting stolen. He's gonna go fucking all Nicolas Cage on him, get all fucking wide eyed and crazy and foamy mouthed, and and I'm, I'm gonna like, take my face off. Yeah. Oh my god. So like I'm I'm dreading every moment of this film before I even push play. Not gonna lie to you, I, I I watched it yesterday actually, uh, and I was just like, oh boy, all right, here we go, and then so something at the beginning when it said part one, mushroom rustic tart, I was like, huh, this is interesting, and then like I said, the kind of fake outs about the drug piece, um, act one was a little bit of a slog for me, I will say, or part one as they call it. Um, Almost turned this shit off. It was it was rough. I was I was firmly, <laughs> firmly in the this is gonna be a long hour and a half. I'm not gonna enjoy myself. There was no Can't. words being spoken. He's just walking around his cabin. Yeah. Talking to a pig. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Is this gonna be the whole movie? Yeah. Like, all right, something gotta happen. Yeah. And they do steal the pig relatively early, but I mean even then, I mean he's just kinda looking for it. Right and oh man, Whew. it was it, it was interesting. What 
Mr. Tracy, our, our esteemed guest, what did you think about part one, Mushroom Rustic Tart? Whew. I went Brian on this one. Brian stole all my thunder because in the beginning I was like, uh-oh. I mean, first I was like, <laughs> first of all, I didn't know pigs could look like that. I'm like, this is a very attractive, majestic-looking pig. I didn't know pigs were orange, but it was pink. But uh, Attractive? So, pig well, I mean, like, it was like a majestic, like, I didn't think my pig looked like that. I'm like, I thought it was going to be some disgusting-looking pig. I'm like, this looks like a, if a pig was like a half fox. I'm like, this pig, pig is amazing. But other than that, pigs there's different cute. types of pigs. Like, I live in the sticks. I go to, like, Lowe's or Home Depot. Like, people have pigs as pets. They, they walk them around on leashes like dogs. Mm-hmm. Because we, we think of pigs as the, the pink, big, fat, nasty right, fuckers the that we eat. No, there's, like, yeah. different, types exactly. of, different types of pigs. And like the movie did for the first yeah ten minutes, kind of like you know it was quick. We didn't get much time with the pig. Uh, the pig name is Brandy, by the way. I found that out. <laughs> and, um, I was like, okay, this is dope and having a pet pig, I guess. But and there's a piggyback what Dame said. It went John Wick real quick with the um, you know busting in and he get hit with a lead pipe. But in a weird way, that's what kind of woke me up a little bit. I'm like, oh, they took this man's pig. Yeah, get it back. And then, so. <laughs> It started off slow, but then it kind of like gives you a jolt of energy with the robbery, and then uh, eventually it kind of I want to say slogs, but it I'll say it uh, great. It's like methodically tries to get you to the next act, but uh, yeah. Okay, um, very similar to those thoughts. Um, the first act was rough, and it it does. I think if you didn't read the IMDb, once you complete Act One. You, you have some tidbits to say, all right, I at least can look forward to act two. Meaning there's a couple scenes where, um, you know, the, you know, the, the, the guy Robin, um, you know, the one guy was like, do you even know this guy's real name? I'm like, okay. But again, from a John Wick perspective, I'm like, oh shit. He's like some old, like, fucking Italian mafia guy or some shit like that. Pause on that, too. So, they kept saying, like, like Robin wasn't his name. Mm-hmm. Well, well he, he was going by Rob, but, um, yeah, like, they, they were basically saying, I guess to your point, Dame, like, you gotta say the whole thing like a Tribe Called Quest. Like, there's lots of Robins <laughs> out there, but Robin Field means something in this place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the whole thing, okay, they played into the drug thing so well to me. Yeah. Because, right, after he goes on search of the pig, the guy's like, what are you doing back here? You know who the fuck this is? I'm mm-hmm. thinking, like, and this, this is going to be part of my criticisms. Like, seriously, are these people really acting like this for Nicolas so, Cage, for his former profession? So that's what um, oh, fucking to, the pig to struggles. Point. That's what had kept me interested in the movie, because like, yes, the initial, the initial bits of the movie, the opening bit, like up to his pig getting stolen, was kind of, it's kind of sloggy. I was, kind, I was kind of like slow. I was like, this is hard. This yeah. is rough. I'm, I'm looking at my girlfriend like, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know what this is about. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you watch this with me. <laughs> Apologizing but, um, in the first thirty-four minutes. <laughs> but like, as it kept going, like it was more like, what the fuck moments, like. Um, so he went to this market. He's like, "Hey, they stole my fucking pig!" And like the way that the lady 
got so amped up. I was like, how dare they fucking steal this choke pick? I was like, whoa, like what? What's going on here? And like you said, it was went, her territory. It was yeah. her her truffle territory. Mm-hmm. And then like when um like you said when they went to town and he talked to I think his last name was Edgar or something. I was like, yes. What, what what kind of operation is this? Like what? Like this is about truffles? This is about truffles? Yeah. See, I, see, I'm glad if I didn't know if I knew it was about truffle mushrooms and not about drugs, I might, I might have turned this shit off. <laughs> I, I keep reiterating that point because I was very close to texting you like, what in the fuck are we watching? Mm-hmm. But the whole, the whole in my mind, the whole drug thing kind of kind of kept me wanting to know the story. And I'm glad this movie is only like an hour and a half because it didn't need to be much longer than this because they would have fucked this movie up if I think it would have been 20 minutes longer. <laughs> So, I mean, I think they reveal that it's Truffles in the first act, right? Yeah. And I think at that point, I had the adverse reaction to you, Brian. Once I knew it wasn't a drug deal type of thing, I still had my reservations on if he's going to go John Wick action revenge style. But I'm like, okay, it's not drugs. All right, cool. It's about Truffles. And very early on, we learn. Was it in Act One or Act Two? I think that it, we learned that he was a, a chef. Uh, that's Act Two. Yeah, that was the beginning act of Act Two. two. So, so Act Two, um, which is entitled uh, "Mom's French Toast and Deconstructed Scallops." So, literally, like thirty-four minutes in, Act Two starts, and there we learn that he was a former chef. And restaurant owner in Portland, Oregon. Um, and honestly, this is after the underground fight ring, though. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. <laughs> and see, yes, yeah, so that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, what, like, what was that about? Just to get like to get into a bum fight to say, give me your address. Yeah, well, I, 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 and so I, because when he first went to talk to his homie Edgar, and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, um, good. Like he was saying, it was like your name used to mean something. Like now it doesn't. So like there's like this whole whole thing there, and like now, like um, he writes his name on this board. And everybody's like, oh, I want to get a piece of that. I want to get a piece of that. So it's like, am I to believe that he was like an asshole to like these other restaurant people, and like they just wanted to pay money to like punch him in the face? No. I, I, all right. So here's my whole take on Sean's that. theory. Makes more sense than what I'm thinking. Because I was like, why the fuck are we even doing this? Yeah, I don't know why there was a re- underground restaurant fight club. No idea why. But at that point, I almost, I almost broke. I almost didn't want to watch the film anymore. <laughs> because I'm like, here we go with some stupid fucking Nicolas Cage bullshit yet again. We got this motherfucker hunting for truffles. And now there's an underground like waiter chef fight club. I, 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 was, I was losing it. I was fucking losing it, and I, my only my only take on this because it wasn't even a fight club; it was just one dude gets to beat the shit out of whoever else is standing there for fifteen so, seconds. Yeah, I, I still, I don't know. I don't get it. The, no, why no. was Edgar such an asshole towards him? Like, why can't? What was the big fucking deal? I think it was just one of those. Uh, like knowing what we know now, in terms of okay, he was a, a chef with a, a very renowned restaurant. 
He was Gordon Ramsay. He's probably a fucking oh, asshole. Yeah, I guess. right. Yep. Exactly. I, I I give it that. You know what I mean? It's the okay. That's the guy that I want to best. If I'm coming into this industry, that's the guy that's my target. And if you want to be the best of the best, then you always got to look towards that person. And he was it. So I don't think it, it was anything malicious. I just think that people were ready to move on past him. That's why Edgar was saying, like, your name doesn't mean anything, because, one, he hadn't had a restaurant in, I don't know how many years. 15, uh, seven. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, and, two, at that point, they want to be beyond him, because it, I gathered that nobody could touch him. Nobody could fuck with him in the kitchen. Uh, and I said Gordon Ramsay, just to throw a name out there, but they didn't really say that he was a bad guy. Right. Because when he, like, throughout the film, when he goes to meet other people, they're, they're very like much him. like, oh, I'm glad to see you. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I give him hugs. Yep. Or oh, I saved this plot for you next to your wife. I saved this bottle of wine that you had. I figured yep. you would come back for it. Mm-hmm. So, again, it, it, I didn't understand the angst of why people would line up to beat the shit out of him as if he had done something to them. And we're talking about if you said he said seventeen years, I thought it was only 15, a decade. Fifteen years, he was gone for fifteen so years. So fifteen years, like, come on, let that shit go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I understand how I can buy it only because of of. It, I guess it depends on how you view like cooking and having you know a nice restaurant and things like that. I mean, it, to me, that's a form of art. So artists tend to have these lifelong grudges and kind of over-the-top reactions towards somebody being at the top and not being able to to be better than them. So I can buy that part. This is like checkers going out of business and then then they come back 15 years together. You see McDonald's, Burger King, and everybody's lining up to beat checkers' ass. Checkers is different than like Ruth Chris. Think about Ruth Chris, okay? I know I, that. I'm just I understand yeah. that, but I just yeah. think that I just think it's, it's dumb. Like 15 years, that's like me being mad at somebody who did some shit to me in high school. I'm like, you know what? 15 years. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, no, what the fuck out of here? Let yeah. that shit go. But artists can be eccentric, and that's kind of what I take it as. Is 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 you know, color the culinary arts can have some mm-hmm. eccentrics too. That's kind of what I took it as. And I, I think that's a good segue because, like, I, I think, um, like, as we learn who he was, like, one, like, I guess the ancillary, I don't I don't know how to address him, but the, his partner or who he was working, his business partner, mm-hmm. I t- told him a story about kind of, like, what happened with, with his parents after he found out who he was. And it was like, yeah, like, the, the one bright spot that I can remember at all in my parents' marriage was after they went to your restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you made them some meal that basically brought bliss to them after years of like hating each other. And that's yeah, what but initially, yeah, exactly. And initially, we don't know that it was his restaurant or his meal. He just says yeah. that they went to a restaurant and they came back. No, no actually, yeah. I don't he, think he knew he, he was. He yet. said that was your restaurant. He, he, he was. He said that was your restaurant. No, he didn't no, know no. He, was he didn't know he was yet. No, no, he did. <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I don't think so, man. Like, I, I, I don't think he knew who he was. Yeah, he, didn't. he just said a restaurant because I was like, huh, interesting. And we find out very shortly after, but I don't think when he was telling the story okay. that he knew. Okay. And it was just, I, I think he there said was his mom was dead. 
Like yeah, exactly. Was, uh, committed suicide. And yeah. The one thing she always talked about, you know, they always remember this meal they had together, and but and he didn't even because it kind of the big reveal is the end of the movie mm-hmm. when he goes. Mm-hmm. I remember every meal I've cooked for every customer that came into my restaurant. Yep. Yep. So that part wouldn't make sense if everybody kind of knew who he was. Yeah. Yeah, but also like. Like when when he, you know, on this hunt, which is kind of in my mind a, a ancillary thing about him searching for his actual pig, but um, when he goes to like this first restaurant, he gets the name of this restaurant after getting his face beat in at this Fight Club, um, and they go there and like you know, they're it's a super fancy restaurant. They serve like weird shit because you know they're a fancy restaurant. And I'm sure it costs like thousands of dollars. And he like put his thumb in that shit. It was like, this shit is gross. <laughs> and then he was like, I want to talk to the chef. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he proceeded to, in my mind, destroy this man's world. He, he brought that man to Jesus in like five minutes. I don't think he destroyed him. I he reinvigorated him. Like, he, like, this wasn't your vision. You know, you wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? When These I, people don't care about I, you. See, when I fired you, he said, when I fired you, you said this is what you wanted to do. You wanted to do a, basically an Irish pub or, or something of the nature. English pub. Similar. English pub, yeah. Yeah. Complete and, opposite of his restaurant. Yeah. And he, he had a conversation with him, you know, saying, do you remember that? And and the chef was kind of trying to play it off, right? And, and he kind of slipped up and say, said the exact main uh He, he wasn't slipping up. He, he, he triggered him. He triggered him. He yeah. was like... I I know this was important to you. Mm-hmm. Like, like you didn't forget about this. Like, if you were to make this restaurant, what would your main dish be? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it well, was an interesting. That's about the part he was talking about cutting. He was talking about having a triple pig mm-hmm. as the main di- main dish. Because we that's that's what they talk about in that that scene. Yeah. Like so, he's we're it's, led it's, to believe it's that his, for the winter menu. <laughs> yeah. We were led to believe that they had this triple pig like in the yeah. back and he about to make it some bacon. <laughs> I yeah. like bacon, so I keep bringing it up. I'm sorry. Fair enough. I will do it at least two more times, though, so y'all can have to listen to it. <laughs> I miss bacon. But, yeah. I, your I, vegan I don't, bacon. I, I don't want to over... or I don't want to undersell like this scene. Like, I, I, I thought that restaurant scene... I thought that restaurant scene was one of the most powerful ones in the movie. Agreed. Like, I, I think yes. um, he was essentially telling uh, the other restaurant owner that, um, hey, like, I remember you. I remember exactly why I fired you. And I remember your dream. Like, you had a dream. You had passion. And what you're doing now is not it. And I can see it right now that you're not being fulfilled I can see it in the food that you're preparing because yeah. it's shit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, because your heart's not in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said this isn't real, right? He's like, the critics aren't real. Yeah, the critics aren't real. The people in the restaurant aren't real. You're not real. He was basically saying because you're not real, because you're not, you're basically living a lie. You decided that this is the path you wanted to take when he was like, I basically, I fired you and I asked you what you wanted to do. And you had every opportunity to do that because at this point, you're no longer under my employee, essentially. And 
that I think honestly I think the film this entire film exists for that scene that was the most powerful thing in this entire hour and 32 minute long film uh, and I mean it's a message to, to everybody watching it everybody can relate to that I will say everybody to some degree but think about how many things that we wanted to be when we were kids or when if we had infinite sums of money what will we do what will we just what will we spend our time doing because we didn't have to work to survive I, I look at that scene and, and that's what makes me you know think about and I, I had this uh, kindergarten teacher and you know I was in kindergarten I went on with my life I saw her when I was in high school and I saw her in office max uh, and I'll never forget this she was dying of cancer and she saw me, she instantly recognized me. And I said, hey, Mrs. Lyman, how you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm doing okay. Um, and we just had a conversation and, and she said, well, what do you want to do? You're in high school now, what are you doing? And I just talked about my class and she's like, no, 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 not, not your classes. What do you want to do? And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. And she said, whatever you do, Find something that you are willing to do for free. Because every single day, you'll wake up and want to do it. You want to do it so bad that you would do it for free. If you find that thing and you do that thing, you'll never be unhappy. Because it's your decision and you're doing it every day. And I that was the last time I saw her. Um, and seeing this scene reminded me of that. And... Um, hugely important because I have, we, most people wake up every single day and hate what the fuck they're doing and this guy is the epitome of that because it's his restaurant he made the decision and he made his own hell and it's unfortunate but it's the harsh reality because we box ourselves into a state of lack of creativity or lack of imagination because we have to survive, or or false false creativity or false yeah. imagination, right? Because mm-hmm. like essentially, he's like, I don't think, or I'm not sure um, that what I want to do will thrive here in this market, right? But I know this kind of shit sells, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to pretend to be in this space. I'm yep. I'm gonna pretend to be a pioneer in this space. Yeah, I mean, yeah, gotta get paid. Gotta, gotta get paid. <laughs> It's like uh, changes to the Tupac song. Yeah, I made a G today, but you made it in the sleazy way. I gotta get paid. <laughs> Sell the crack to the kids. Hey, I gotta get paid. That's the way it is. But, but yes, I, I agree. Like I feel like the all all the all the parts of the movie leading up to that scene, like that was that was like mm-hmm. the payoff, right? Because yeah. like Nick Cage, you know, my boy, he was he was on some some out there shit early because like when he was first talked to his business partner about like there was there's like a land like a couple ten thousand years ago like every 200 years like the land's gonna get underwater i was like what the fuck are you talking about nicholas he was on some he was on some crazy (laughs) shit (laughs) yeah but his performance was much more reserved than what we're used to seeing from nicholas cage i'll say 
He's always on some screaming crazy type shit. I like the fact that he was a little bit more reserved and I could I mean, at least not call him. He didn't have to speak very much. He didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, he probably had like one yeah. full page of dialogue, but it's yeah, weird with him because like Nick Cage has been like for better or for worse, lately for worse, a meme just like in our culture for like the last you know, 10 years because of his overreacting. But this film, really, that scene alone grounded him in ways I didn't think... I looked at him a little bit differently. Like, hey, I remember you know, a long time ago, Nick was like really good at this type of stuff before he went the different way and just signed up for any and everything. You know, but mm-hmm. he he wanted that check. See, here you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like he he has an Oscar. He has an Oscar for best. He got actor. it early. Yeah, very very yeah. early. Nineteen ninety six. Still counts. Even Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Do you think he was talking about himself a little bit in that monologue, in terms no. of like you know when he was saying like, mm. well, when the chef said I'm doing this doing this because it sells, like kind of like how Nick was just taking. Any and everything, because it's just you know he was getting paid for it, but it wasn't what I mean, he was actually truly passionate. about. I would more so attribute that to the writers. They probably okay. targeted yes. him as their their lead actor because of some of the things that they they thought about, and that, that could have been something that they <laughs> were trying to basically have a meta conversation with him about. It but, mirrored his career, in my opinion. The yeah, film. your name doesn't yeah, matter but, as much as it used to. Like, yeah. So yeah, all right. I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and just put this, this thought out there. I don't think his performance to this thing was like so groundbreaking. I feel like any decent actor could have done this because he didn't oh, speak yeah. very much. He didn't do a whole lot in this film to lead to believe <laughs> like, oh well, they did this for Nick Cage. Like, no, he just was the guy that got to do it. I'm not saying yeah, I didn't I mean, like his performance. I'm just saying I didn't think it was anything. It wasn't anything special. Or special. I just. I was happy that it was different than the Nick Cage we've got in the last the one we've been saying recently. Yeah, because yeah, we lowered our standards, and there we are. You're right. So, so we talked about that that one major theme that kind of got revealed in the restaurant. What what were some other major themes that you all picked out of this this film, and what were kind of some scenes that uh, brought those out of you? Um, the other major thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. Uh, one little, I guess mini shocker for me when he was like I don't use the pig to really find the truth was the trees like so like I just love the pig and I was like on one half me was like damn that's kind of deep because like you know you lost he lost his wife you know tragically and he kind of in a weird way through this pig he found love again no he didn't fuck the pig like he jokingly said he didn't fuck the pig but this was like a second love for him the, the truffles was just ice on a cake and he didn't even need the pig <laughs> but on the flip side I'm like we're doing all so basically you didn't even need the fucking pig so we're going through all this hell for this but like it was like a mixed thing for me but for me that was like my I little think, huh you know moment see well, I, I kind of got that early on, on that he yeah, didn't need the pig say, they, oh, really? they I, found I, the I first yeah. truffle the pig didn't fucking mm-hmm. find the truffle he just walked up to the tree and said oh yeah and they said good job pig I was like well the pig didn't do shit Right. Besides eat the ground. Yeah, and I think, honestly, the, the restaurant scene kind of likens back to what you're talking about right now, Kevin. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, he said, you know, he, he basically, the advice that he was giving that chef, like, and, you know, all the people aren't real, fuck the people, fuck what they think. He took that shit supremely, literally, and moved away from all the people. And so the only Off thing the that he could relate to is this pig. So it was less about, I mean, because think about it. The dude walked around in the same fucking outfit 
all day. So it couldn't be about the truffles because the truffles all would be day? a quote unquote source of in- income. Yeah, days. however many days. He yeah. there was not a scene where he he washed his hands once. Yeah, yeah he, he, he didn't bathe. That, that dude once. had to smell horrible. Um, he but, got his ass beat several times. And he was walking around just a bloody mess. He gave no yeah. fucks about it. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I just think that this. The, the pig was more so because it was his only way to have some sort of interaction. And we all need that as humans. So I think that was more so it. Less about anything else. I mean, you know, in Act 3 or Part 3, a bird, a bottle, and a salted baguette. Uh, towards the tail end of that, after he finds out that the pig is dead. I mean, he has an immediate breakdown. So, yeah, I think it's more so about the... Watch. Camaraderie is no different than me. Like I mean, take like honestly, if, if like say Sean, you got kidnapped. Hey, dog, me and me and B hopping in the Camaro. We're gonna come try to find you, dog. You know what I mean? It's not about Appreciate how how uh, fantastic the bourbon that you have is. It's about you, man. <laughs> we're, we're trying to find you. You know. So um, I'm just mad the dude didn't tell him up front. Like, listen, yeah. yeah. Well, you're trying to he give him away. Like, here's twenty five k. Yeah. Well, he tried to be a dick about and, and it. When, yeah. Going back to themes, we talk about Amir and his father's relationship because obviously it's fucked up. Because, it is fucked um, up. That was one of the things I had to talk about, yeah. Uh, Amir, I thought he was a drug dealer, but obviously he's a truffle dealer. And his dad <laughs> did a thing Same in the business. Same thing in this movie. His dad didn't want him to get into business because he didn't think it was going to be lucrative. Then he kind of finds out that, damn, his son's kind of doing something to make a name for himself, but he's going to fuck it up, so I'm going to take it over from him. Like, that was some out-cold shit. Toxic shit. Like, like I'm just going to take your pig. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, my man's found a legitimate... It's a legitimate business, because I, you know... Mm-hmm. And he's doing his own thing, and his dad basically pays people... Pay people to fuck up his son's business yep. for reasons. Not even for reasons, just for fucking cuz. Did they ever um, say what his dad did? His, his dad is also in the truffle business. Yeah. Okay. I, but because like they're they're basically again like cartels. Like his dad is allowed to sell to like restaurants on this side of town. Mm-hmm. Like that one restaurant they went to, he said it was like I'm not allowed in this restaurant. Period. Because my dad sells here, and I don't want people to, to think that I'm trying to step on yeah, his territory. Correct. His the territory. Fucking mushrooms, dog. This is like this is Chef Boyardee Breaking Bad. That's what it really is. And it's it's like the correlation between uh, <laughs> the cor- I'm sorry, the correlation between the drug game and just the truthful game. First off, this just screams Peak Pacific Northwest. But um, I, I do love the similarities. No, don't step on my turf. I saw the truffles here. Am I truffles? Is it truffles yeah. or truffles? It's, I don't know. Tr- truffles. Tr- truffles. Tr- truffles. You keep saying okay. truffles. <laughs> you gotta put yeah, that I on the t-shirt. Truth. I got Speak the truffles with those dogs. Yeah. Right. But, but my other gripe with, with the film too is like uh, we know his father kind of broke bad, pun intended, when what you know after what happened with his um, wife, you know, and the guy's mother. I just wish they went a little bit deeper into that. Like, like it, he was just such a so, dick. So he he clearly has control issues. One yes. because like he he's not allowing his former wife to like pass away. Like he's essentially kept her on life support for yeah years. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
two, we've already established that he essentially he doesn't either respect his son. He doesn't like like you said something broken him to the pack to the point that he doesn't really care about his son. He's like, I want him to have like a desk job. That'll be fine for him. Like this business will eat you up. Like, will it though? Like, we're talking about fucking Trump's here, son. Well, see, I don't think they were legit scared of him. We're not talking about a game. This is practice, nigga. They were were scared (laughs) of his father. Like, he was like, I think that maybe they just show some, like, somebody getting killed or or cut up or something. Because I didn't understand (laughs) the amount of fear. It was, yeah, that part was a little bit difficult to suspend belief. But I didn't, I don't think he was just in the truffle game. I think. He like supplied restaurants in general. I think he had like like most of the, the shit that people yeah like most of the shit that people needed to keep their restaurants alive basically came through the gimmicks, him. Yeah, like the, the like we saw the guy at the the meat the meat shop. I think he probably owned that. You know, what I mean, I don't think it was just truffles. I think to your I, point, see, Brian. I was thinking hmm? his son was getting into truffles. Right, exactly. And I don't think he was into it before his son. He found right. about his son. Exactly. Yeah, so he, yeah, okay, so was, he took his business, basically. Yeah, because yeah he didn't think basically. He yeah. Being that, that supply game, I guess. Right. Fucking yeah, he was like, okay, you, you like, if, like, imagine if you own, like, all the local uh, farms, you know what I mean? Essentially, you got, like, the livestock is yours, so then you got eggs, chickens, you know, say you got, you know, cows or whatever. Like, basically, you got to come to me to get the food for your restaurant. So I took it as he was kind of like a, a a food kingpin, so to speak, um, and he, uh, he all that shit had to come through him. And I thought I kind of made this up in my head. They did, the, the film didn't tell us this, but his ruthless ruthlessness was about like, okay, I'm gonna cut your supply off, and your restaurant's gonna fucking die. That's kind of what I gathered. I think that's why people were more so afraid of him, not because he was sadistic. I just think he just hired a couple of random ass junkies. It's not like he had a gang of niggas going to fuck people up. That's why he hired those junkies and they fucked the pig up. He's just like, man, fuck my son's business. Dog. Like, this truffle shit, he stumbled onto something, but he gonna fuck it up, so I'm gonna take it over. Hey, you useless motherfuckers over here, go steal this pig. That's that's kind of what I gathered. I need yeah. a Netflix documentary on like the truffle trap game because this is ridiculous. <laughs> and secondly, uh, another pick I had, another bone to pick is like, and maybe I'm being a little bit cruel here, but when, like, how the fuck do you mishandle a pig? Exactly. Like, how do you mishandle a pig? They I mean, they're, they're junkies. Like, like, I let my imagination run wild there. Yeah, I, I literally had an imagination. You had one job. <laughs> shit out of this pig. You just had to kidnap it. No one said fuck it up or you know turn the bacon I mean I, I don't know I think it would have been better if, he, if they actually did just turn the bacon like we accidentally cooked the pig we put on the spit the apple like they if he was the whole thing in a skillet no like no like, no, no. <laughs> no actually well, like a barbecue spit like when they had a pig like already with the apple in his mouth and rolls like the movie should have done that if they could give so, us an underground fight club I, I you could have done that I thought they were going to do so, that when at the restaurant because when he mentioned mm-hmm. that the truffle truffle pig was going to be his the, the winter thing I was like yes. oh so damn they already Sliced them up. You know, I already carved them up. So I, I did. I wasn't as um, surprised when they mishandled the pig. One because I know like pigs in general, especially a pig of that size, is a couple hundred pounds. Like those two skinny ass junkies, they weren't carrying that motherfucker out of there. Like they probably like beat and dragged and kicked that shit all up and down the truck. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, 
I don't know why, but it made me think of that scene in the Tony Jaa movie, The Protector. The Protector. When they threw yeah. the baby elephant. I just pictured him with the pig, like, get in the fucking back of the car. Oh, man. As um, a vegan person, I do not find you guys humor a pig violence. Up, no, as a vegan person, I don't respect you as a person. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> go eat your eggs, bitch. Go eat your, your uh, fucking mushroom. Show fake cheese eating ass motherfucking shelf out of here. <laughs> goat cheese? I'm gonna start calling you goat cheese, nigga. You see some of these things online, like you see somebody like, oh, I'm gonna get this carrot, I'm gonna peel it, I'm gonna get some food coloring, I'm gonna fry it. It's just like mm. bacon. Nigga, that's a fried carrot. It doesn't <laughs> matter if it's imitates all that matter. Okay, no, no, see it. I half agree with you on this. All right, I'm sorry. Subject here. This is, if it tastes delicious, that's all that matters. But don't sit there and tell me like it's. Oh, this is the perfect replication for bacon. Nothing replaces bacon. Bacon is divine. Like so, nothing replaces bacon. Yes. Let alone a carrot. It's the candy so, of meats. Yes, it is divine. Yes. I agree with you on that. I don't like when vegans do that. But anywho, another thing. Another another thing that I got was. Um, I guess the I, well, I don't even really I might need you guys help to help me articulate this because mm-hmm. I don't really know if it was quite a theme but it's like the the final scene where he cooked the meal for like the, the father like I know why he was doing it um, he was trying to appeal to his better nature to try yep. to trying get to him to be like you know what mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a monster I'm not what would Star Lord say? I'm not 100% a dick. Um, like you can have your pig back, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, and like he was, he was really, like the father was really fucked up in that scene. Cause like mm-hmm. at first he was like, I'm just eating this shit. Cause he didn't remember. It was like when he right. tasted that wine, he was like, Wait, these feelings of emotions are flooding back. I can't yeah. handle this shit. I can't handle yeah. this shit. And I think that was intentional was too, because he said your son got this. Because basically in Act Three, you know. They collectively are meeting the son Amir and and Robin are trying to find all these items to make the meal that Amir described his parents of really enjoying, and so they do so. And you're right, Sean. I think he was literally trying to appeal to a better nature of him, and, and maybe not even a better nature because I mean Amir talked about the fact that. His dad was still an asshole. They still came back after all these dates and had arguments. It was just this one particular one. So maybe he's just trying to get him to remember that. And what about that night was so great for him? Was it the food? Was it the fact that he was able to spend a good time with his wife and not get into an argument? We don't really know. But one would lead you to believe, or the the film kind of leads you to believe that it was the food. They were so enamored with the food that... That's what well, caused it. And, and, and even still, like, whether it was the food, if, if it was, like, they just had a good night, like, what, whatever, it's like, that memory, like, that food is tied to that memory. And, like, mm-hmm. that, that food mm-hmm. or that meal would bring him back to that memory of just remembering a time when he was happy. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Sean, you said it best. Um, it's the art. And another thing that's art is music. So, for me, it's like, you know, food, I guess, like music. When you hear a certain song... We all have some songs where we remember exactly what we had when we first heard it. Certain things make us feel a certain way when we hear certain music. And I think 
from the culinary standpoint, that's what food does. And I think certain food, I'm pretty sure we all, and I was actually going to ask, do we all have any type of meal that, that would give us that same reaction as to do where we bite into it and we were like, oh God, I remember exactly where I was at. It was such a happy memory and stuff of that nature. I mean, art does that. You know, it, it makes us go back to like happier times. So to me, that's what that symbolized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you know, they they even call it like comfort food, right? Like, yep. like I'm sure all of us can remember like a, a famous meal or like a one of a kind dish, like our, our grandma or like a loved one would make for you. That like, if you, if you have it, it just makes you feel comforted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shit. Yes. Be, be, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No. Uh, Exodus nigga out the podcast. Like, <laughs> well, I used to eat chitlins, button. but like, uh, yeah. Oh, I you could would. Never. You would. What hot sauce? But, uh, that's, that's a difference. But yeah, I, I thought um, that was that was a, a powerful scene to see it. I, I think um, it was, like I said, intended to try to show this man's better nature, and I guess it kind of worked because he came clean about like, yeah. Your pig, your pig's dead, bro. Um, <laughs> he ain't here. <laughs> he was like, "Oof, man." Ooh. I was so mad when he did his pig, too. Pig, piglet's gone. He was crying. I, I, I kind of, I kind of figured he was never gonna get this pig back. Just the way he was going, like, yeah, either the pig was gonna be eaten or it's dead. I already knew that. Yeah, and um, I think. No, we talked about Amir's dad being shitty. Amir is shitty too, because he started this whole thing. Because well, obviously he, he, he went started to his it dad kind of unintentionally, though. I think he was trying to make his he dad to his proud, dad to... so he told him yes. about. Yeah, you know, but he you know, lied hey. about it for the whole entire movie. Yeah, he did. I don't know. That, that he was found the part out. Was, yeah. I don't know. I... Yeah, I told my dad about. I'm sorry, I told my dad about your pig. He didn't think it was gonna take and... a whole ass pig, though. I mean, well, I, I feel yeah. like he also like. He he told his dad, "Hey, I met this guy who has a pig that helps me get truffles." But like, he didn't know who he was getting truffles from. Right. It also seemed like, and maybe, I guess the father keeps his ears to the ground because like the dad knew who he was when he showed up. He was like, "I've been meaning to to meet you for a while now." It was like, "All right." So like, well, he you know knew about his son's whole operation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he knew, yeah, exactly he, he knew what about his operation, his... but but again, so like, this, this was over. He told his he told his father about this a while ago. No, mm-hmm. but I'm saying like the dad at that point didn't know that he was getting truffles from Robin Feld. Like he just knew that he was getting them from some old guy who had a yeah. pig that was finding mm-hmm. truffles. Yeah, but somehow through the ether, you know, once once he wrote his name on that board, like. The world, the underground market of truffles, the whole restaurant Robin's game back. knew. <laughs> Robin's back in town. I just said, you go back to the fucking the the bum fight. Like, how would they even be a thing? Like, so I, that that part I know is so small in the film. Like, so did did Robin used to participate in this this underground uh, bum fighting or bum beatdowns? Mm, I, I don't know if he participated, but he knew. He must have known about it. I, I mean, obviously he knew about it, but. Um, I feel as though a film could be a little bit better if the antagonist was a rival chef back in Robin's heyday. And part of me throughout the movie was thinking, what if it's like a rival chef that's doing this, that knows who he was? And, and it, you know, yeah. it ended up not being the case. It was just an angry father <laughs> capable of stealing swine. So, 
<laughs> I almost thought it was going to be that restaurant owner. Like he he had motive. Like mm-hmm. you fired me all these years ago. I wanted to yep. show you. Like I could stick to you. Type of thing. I don't know. Well, that could have been the person who fought him in the bum he, fight. But he didn't seem <laughs> he didn't upset. Seem yeah, that he, that he was fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which again led me to believe that he wasn't an asshole. Which confi- which the bum scene confuses me because yeah, everything same. else that we've seen in the in the film, he's a lovable bloke. Like people, he goes against the baguettes and stuff. She's like, "Oh my god, you turned my restaurant into a bakery." Yeah, good for you. You're a baker. Here's what I thought about the bum scene, or not the bum fight. You got me saying that shit. (laughs) The underground (laughs) restaurant tour fight club, fight club. But they were only beating up bums. <laughs> no, they weren't. What are you talking about? The first guy who got beat down before Robert was well, judging well, him based on his presence? Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> here's here's yes, what I got. like a bum. Tattered clothes, dirty. <laughs> I mean, it's, cla- it's classic. It's classic what they tell us what a bum looks like. Fair enough. Fair what if it was but, an older chef or something that they didn't like? Uh, I, I, I need I don't more. Know. I, I mean, just need more. Here's, from that, here's the from only that thing that I, I gathered from the Fight Club. And, and all I was thinking was it was a, a very small, minor commentary on restaurant workers and the pay levels for them. I figured they needed some sort of extra subsidiary income. So this dude created a fight club to help them get more money because they're not getting the tip. I just I took that. They didn't tell us that. That's what I, I assumed. I think, I think that's a big leap because it they didn't show is. any... Um, and and it's like the bus boy, yeah, stepping up to get punched in the face. Yeah, they showed someone in tattered clothing looked very similar to Robin in the in the film. You know, Robin had yeah. been living out in the wilderness, not showering, not mm-hmm. shaving, eating yeah. mushrooms of all sorts. Just, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I mean, Nicolas Cage had a hand in this film, and I, I really believe that. Dad, under clown, uh, under clown, underground chef fight scene, and his uh, soliloquy about earthquakes was all of Nick Cage doing. <laughs> because <laughs> here's another thing: the movie is an hour and a half. It's actually pretty fast. It would be faster if you took out that fight club scene. I mean, we talking about like an hour, what, hour ten, if, if that. Maybe they had to throw some stuff in there to kind of, I don't know, maybe meet like a runtime threshold. I, I just, I'm just trying to make sense out of it. They didn't need to make this movie any longer. They, I think they got to the point. Mm-hmm. They had mm-hmm. a lot of slow, like developing scenes. Right. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So, so, so let's transition that into um, final things breaks. that we would change, if any, or, okay. um, and, then, and then we'll wrap into final thoughts. Like. <clears throat> To, to your point, Tracy, like one thing that I would change is because I, I was interested when he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for Hotel Portland. He was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Hotel Portland? It was like, oh, there's some secret underground shit that I was going to see. I wasn't expecting Fight Club. Right. I was expecting like this is the actual black market where I see like people selling truffles or where I see people making deals or, hey, hey, the pig is down here. You need to like pay me for it. I wasn't expecting fight. But there, there. there was no black market. That was the whole thing. This <laughs> yeah. is all the market. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I understand. I wish they would have given us a little bit more details um, about why Nicolas Cage was living the way he was living. I know we just, they just kind of give us that his wife died. They never go into it much more than that his wife died. Yeah. And we and just, we had assumed that, okay, well, he just walked away from everything because his wife 
past and mm-hmm. he was that much you know broken by it which I guess is you know you can assume that but I wish they would have given us a little bit more as to why is he living in the wilderness prepping for doomsday or for the west coast to fall off the map and I guess maybe that earthquake thing was part of it but it just was so out of left field when he started talking about it it was, it was. so so I'll say so every two hundred years. So if it happens every two hundred years, what would you, whatever? I, I just, I just. They could have been on year one ninety nine, dog. Well, he he said like we're overdue. He said we're overdue, but um, yes, I I think um. That was a question that I had at the end of this movie, um, but I wasn't necessarily bothered by not having an answer for it, only because, you know. It would be morally presumptuous of me to to assume why anybody would respond to, to grief in any particular way, right? Um, like my, my my girlfriend helped me helped me see that thought. I was like, because I was like, but why? Like that's not cosmic. But you know what? I'm not him. I wasn't going through these circumstances. Like there's a whole bunch of factors that could have been at play here. You know, I mean, he cho- they, he chose to become a recluse. Maybe they could have gave us a little bit more about the, um, I guess the underground market or. For the the truffle business, I wanted to understand more about that guy Edgar and like why is he like <laughs> the king of this? He looked kind of like a bum too, so I didn't he understand. Did. He looks like I, I Lawrence Fishburne in John Wick too. <laughs> yeah, he was like the yeah. king of the bums. Yeah, like I didn't. I don't know. I, I guess I think the the length of the movie is perfect, so I don't know how much more I would right. change or add or take away because it just gave me enough to not really want anymore or care about it. Yeah, and I'm I, in the know, same just... same boat. I mean, like if anything, I would remove the underground fight club and replace it with something else. Even if it's just a conversation with a, a rival chef, as you mentioned, Sean, or, or something else. The underground fight club was kind of weird. And like I said, I took the leap to say maybe this was uh, this guy's approach to. You know, kind of giving some of these underpaid workers some some additional income, but the film didn't tell us that. That's me guessing. So, either provide more context on it or get rid of it altogether. Other than that, there's not much that I would do to change this film. Maybe give us a a, a, a flashback of when he was the mess, the man at the restaurant and what the restaurant used to look like and how he used to act. Maybe give us a little I, of that to give us a little more context. I, I could but, have appreciated some more flashbacks. Yeah. But yeah. I guess that didn't, they didn't or need any flashbacks. I'm just talking about what I, if I would have maybe enjoyed the film with more if these things were in there. But yeah. I, again, it was, I think it was okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's go ahead and wrap this yeah. pig up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and barbecue this pig. In a blanket. Roasted, and drag it down the stairs. Roasted, yeah. And kick oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so final, final, um, final grades. Sean, who's, yeah, who's going first? Oh, I'll go first. So, as I mentioned earlier, this film, like, the, the first couple minutes, like, the first 15 or so minutes, like, I was like, oh, man, what am I watching? What did I suggest? Like, I was I was immediately, like, scared to look at my phone in case, like, you or Brian were texting me, like, Sean, what the fuck is this bullshit? Um, I was about one minute away. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> And, there. And, and like I said, like the setups, like multiple points in this movie, it could have very easily turned into John Wick Four, and I was like, "Please don't do this! <laughs> Please don't do this!" But um, I, I think 
once I I got out of the mindset of and accepted that this is not an action film. Like, that's not what this movie's about. That's not what it's trying to be. And I'm glad it didn't try to go the other way half-assedly. Um, this film is about people, relationships, and do you, like, are you happy? Doing what you want to do that makes you happy. Um, and, like, ignoring the bullshit. I, I think that's something... <clears throat> that's probably the main lesson that I pulled out of this because like a lot of a lot of people do things for other people and rarely do things for themselves um and like that the story that you gave Dame was a perfect example of of that right make, make sure that you're doing something that you would do for free like I, I know we've talked before like I'm not quite there yet because like I'm dreading going to fucking work tomorrow <laughs> but um that's the ideal that I would like to strive towards and I, I think that was the message that I gleaned out of this. Also, the dad was an asshole. Um, and that food, I've always thought this, but like food is an artistic expression. It is an art form. And you can touch people in a way that uh, is unique. And like that, that story about Amir and his parents and the meal that Nicolas Cage had prepared, it touched them, and that was just a demonstration of what food can do, like what a good um, memory can do. Um, I was rooting for this film. I can't say I recommend that that ninety seven percent or whatever Rotten Tomatoes gave it. I but I didn't hate it, and it was. I appreciated the acting that I saw. It was more of a, a what the fuck roller coaster, especially because again, like you said, Brian, like you could easily replace truffles with like cocaine, and like the movie is still the same. And, and I was just like, every time something would happen, it was like we're talking about fucking truffles here, bro, fucking truffles. Um, but that being said, I'm at a C plus. Like it was, it was okay. Like I don't think I would watch it again because it was, it was, it was a hard watch. It was a tough watch. I, I did have to dredge through it. I appreciated the payoff. I appreciate that I finished it, but I don't want to see it again. So it's good finishing. <laughs> <laughs> so C plus for I, and I'm going to kick it to Popcorn Brian. Tell me what you thought. Okay, yes. To kind of piggyback off some of your thoughts, um, I think a, a theme that connected with me most was the purpose. And that restaurant scene, bar none, was the best scene in the film. You know, it kind of made you, like like, like you said about Damon's point, reflecting back on you know, that story, tell, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be doing? And if you're not into it, guess what? No one fucking cares. Life will go on regardless. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very powerful. Uh, going through the film, I guess I had... It was Nicolas Cage film. I already had lowered my expectations. And so I was kind of going in thinking, this is probably not going to be the best of movies. But as I watched it and it progressed, you know, it... I kind of enjoyed pieces of it, you know, the restaurant scene, 
the payoff at the end of kind of, you know, of dealing with grief and we got to see kind of these characters that we didn't know much about. We got to find out a little bit more about them. But yeah, with uh, with that being said, I don't think I'd watch this again. It wasn't the most greatest film I've ever seen. It's I think it's a step in the right direction for Nicolas Cage acting wise because for a long time he was just doing anything and everything. It didn't matter if uh, a five-year-old wrote the script. He would go F through A plus with movie ranges, so he didn't care. Mm-hmm. But this one, I, I thought it was okay. I, I probably wouldn't watch it again. I don't agree with the Rotten Tomato score. I'm going to have to go with just a solid C. It wasn't completely garbage, but I wouldn't... I don't think it's a movie that someone has to see. Yeah. I think if I directed them to a YouTube of certain scenes, that would be enough. Yeah. So let's start, let's see. Mm-hmm. Sir Tracy. Well, this movie, I wouldn't say it's very rewatchable, but um, again, like I said earlier, it's one of those films where, you know, I had low expectations going into it. It's always funny how those end up being like some of the best films. But uh, that restaurant scene, the scene with the restaurant, the scene with the uh, father tasting the dinner, and then we didn't talk about this. The end of the diner scene was like the three most powerful scenes that like really, uh, to me, saved this film. Like you know, that restaurant scene is powerful. Where you're talking about you know existential crisis big time. And I did a little bit of snooping around. This film is actually a, a very, very dark horse candidate for like a for like a couple of Oscar nominations. And I guess I can kind of see why. But um, I enjoyed this film. You know, we. Bum fight aside, <laughs> I enjoyed this film, and um, and like I said, the diner scene at the end when he said that um, when Nick was actually blaming himself, I thought this was powerful. Nicholas Cage's character was blaming himself for wanting to um, find a pig. If I didn't find this, if I didn't seek out to find this pig, you know, I would have just assumed that she was still alive. You know, yeah. And it's almost as like you know, would you been fine just living in like ignorant bliss, or would? I don't know if the movie actually kind of like concluded there, like you know, is a Schrodinger's box, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like an unanswerable question: was was I better off not knowing this person, this pig was dead, or if I'm, or am I better off knowing, you know, what happened, you know? So I thought that was kind of like a a weird little thing to kind of end the film on, but I loved it. Um, in terms of grades, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a B minus. It's not something I will watch again. Will I recommend this to someone? I'll say yes, but I will give a disclaimer like, hey, just gut through the first 10 minutes, you know, stick it out. <laughs> and, um, you're, you're, you know, there's something in there to enjoy. So, so I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a B minus. All right. And, and I do agree, Kevin. Like, I, I do think um, there were some cinematography bits um, about this film that were great. Like, yes, we, we talked about them, like the, the listing of the menus for like the mm-hmm. um, parts, like the cuts of the movie mm-hmm. and also like some of the way that things were shot like that, that one scene at the end as he was walking home as it was kind of like showing him walking and then like he zoomed out to like his house and then kind of lost him as it went through the house and found him again like I thought that was cool from a cinematography bit but Dame Dates take us home yeah <clears throat> so uh, in terms of rewatchability I 100% agree with all of you I was like, I, I don't know if I could watch this again. 
I don't know if I would recommend people to watching it in general. The first act was very, very tough to get through. I mean, like I'm talking, fuck, I hate this type of type of mentality at first. Um, but granted, the first act was 34 minutes long, right? I mean, it, midway through that first act, we started to get some small reveals. But the beginning of act two, you know, we, we have a full-fledged reveal of what this film is and what's actually going on. And it was at that juncture, I went from probably one of the worst grades ever to, okay, I'm interested now. Let me <clears throat> let me pay more attention. Um, the, the you know y'all said it already. The restaurant scene was immaculate. When you talk, Chef's Kiss, very fitting for this film. It, that was it. I mean, it, it, I mean that scene was probably only six seven minutes long. But the film existed for that, um, and at that it was at that moment that everything became different for me. Uh, and then it, you all know I like to cook. You know, Sean, I know you like to cook as well. You know, your little chef boy, RG over there. Um, but I mean, I understand the need for for commensality and commensality being the bonding over a meal, the, the the coming together over a plate of food, right? Um, once I understood that, that what this was, it played to my individual heartstrings. So while I wouldn't recommend certain people to watch this or say this is something that's rewatchable, for me, it hit me different because whenever I'm plating a meal just for me and my fiance, I, I mean, I try my, I like... Sometimes the food be getting cold because I take so long to plate it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's just a care that 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 I understand. And then you add the individual struggles with relationships and you know this Amir and his father and you know the the unfinished uh, things he had with his mother. Obviously, his mother's being kept alive, and she's. They were like, "Oh, she. We gotta clean the trach out. You want to come see her?" Like. Nah, I, I don't want to see that. Um, it, it, this film had a lot of personal things too, and and I and I, not gonna lie to you guys, not gonna lie, I shed the single solitary Navajo tear out of my left eye during this film, and it, it was really just, I mean, the the bonding over food, like when he when he was sitting there having that meal, he came to the realization that this was the meal that I enjoy with my wife and 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 I, that's the one positive thing that we know as viewers about this guy like I don't know man that shit hit me and and I think it hit me because we all have certain memories of certain things in our lives that that bind us to a, a good time and, and a good memory and for me like my mom taught me how to cook and some of the best meals I've ever had have been meals that my mom and I have prepared together. And so this film was something different for me. And it went from being one of the worst things that I had seen up at the beginning. You know, they kind of faked me out, making me think it was going to be a John Wick thing. And making me think that, you know, oh, God, it's going to be another crazy Nicolas Cage acting movie. <laughs> and it wasn't those things. And it was about, you know 
literally food and, and and the purpose that we find behind certain things. It could have been about whatever, but I I honestly can say that I enjoyed the film, and by the end of it, I was extremely happy that I watched it, and I give it a B plus. And I know I'm I'm higher than all you guys on it, but that's because of the personal connection that it had for me. And uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, man. Like, the first act was still rough. <laughs> Not going to lie. It was, it was if they had structured <laughs> some things differently, this film could have been, been infinitely better for me. But uh, the, the first act was rough. But I think a B-plus for me is, is, is that's the lowest I can give it. I respect that because the movie you said you wouldn't watch again, you're giving a B plus. I'm saying I wouldn't recommend other people to watch it uh, for one, and I wouldn't watch people, I wouldn't have them watch it again. I, I would still watch it again for certain parts, mm-hmm. but so I would like me, YouTube parts of it, like, hey, yes, you three exactly. Yes, yep. It just won't hit the same if you watch it again. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's certain yeah. pieces yeah. that were, that stuck out to me. And, and when I watch a film, and if I can come away introspective, then, then to me, that's a good film. Not just because it, like, oh, what about these questions? What about those? Like, it, like some of the things on the screen made me think about my own life, made me think about the past and the future. Um, and this film did that for me. Um, so, yeah, while I don't, it's only, you know, <laughs> 92 minutes long, uh, but I, I, there were certain pieces I would just pick out to watch. Okay. All right. Cool. It should have been cool. a, a short film. Pig gets stolen. Restaurant scene. Mm-hmm. Like that. that yeah. That's it. I was hoping that All they right. were prepare a meal. Once I found out that he was like a famous chef, I'm like, oh, please let the crescendo of this film be I, him preparing a meal. I I got that part. Like as soon as he was <laughs> like, I need you to get these hands. things. Only time he put. Only time water touched his body. <laughs> yeah. In the whole movie. Well, yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. He should have cleaned up. Like, dog, yeah. you are in a bloody, sweaty, grimy outfit. Walking, preparing this riding meal. the bike, all at least over the fucking hands, place. Like at said, least watch, that's hands. the least he could have done. We know we smell. The guy said, like, damn, you fucking stink. The first, you know, the first <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I, I called that. I telegraphed that. Like, um, as soon as he said, it was like, I need you to get these items. I was like, he's going to make this meal for them. Mm-hmm. But, well, there all right, cool, it. cool. Yeah, um, that's pig. That's pig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, good old Nicholas Cage. <laughs> so, first rotation in season two is complete. We're starting over next week with our new release, and uh, we are watching the 2021 tragedy of Macbeth, an A24 production on Apple TV Plus. Uh, with uh, Francis McDormand, Denzel Washington. Look forward to it. Yeah. See, uh, do you guys think this is uh, one of one of Denzel's last films? Like, do you think he's gonna like hang hang it up? Like, no. I, no, no, Denzel's no. gonna live forever. No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, know, I don't think feeling. He... I just get the feeling like this is gonna be like one of his last films. <clears throat> Interested uh, to see about Fred or, or maybe he'll maybe he'll revert back to re- like shorter things like like 
like fences and like maybe even this is kind of like a fences thing. It's like mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to do like big movies anymore. I just want to do like things where I can just be a thespian. Isn't there another <laughs> Equalizer coming out? Is there a show? I thought I don't I think thought there's Queen Latifah's a new Equalizer. Yeah. No, I th- yeah, I, mean, she I made that show. up in my brain. I thought there was another movie coming out. Maybe someone said that. Maybe. And I, just... I could be wrong. I, I just got the vibes. Like I, I was afraid when I saw the trailer for this one because like, and it could just be his character that he's taking on, but like he, he looks like. I'm hanging it up, guys. Denzel retires. We riot. So. No, I don't think. I don't think he's gonna retire. I think. I think because I mean, Fences. I mean, it was an adaptation of you know a Broadway show, and I think he actually put on one of those. Like I think he actually did. Uh, going back, uh, sorry, going back to Denzel. Yes, there is an Equalizer three on the way. Oh, right. oh wow! Well, disregard what I have said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian with the internet challenge at the very end of the episode. Strong one all the like internet it. challenges a couple episodes ago. Like everything he was saying was on point for the Matrix. We're I listened to another check him out. Like, yep. yep, 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 yep. That's a rarity for me. Like I, you guys were right to question me because I'm usually wrong. I'm usually <laughs> horrendously wrong. <laughs> you guys were right to question me. <laughs> oh, that's but yeah, tune in. Tune next in week. next week. <laughs> all right, everybody. See ya. Peace. Peace.